Welcome to Living Water Radio. Do you remember when you were born? Does it matter if you remember, given that you are alive and healthy? Do you remember when you were born again? Does it matter if you remember, given that you are a child of God, spiritually alive and healthy? Today, we're going to talk about what is important. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. This coming Sunday is Mother's Day. I mention this as a public service. Do not forget. I repeat, do not forget. She is your mother. Honor her. Don't be like the family that saw their mother get up from dinner, pick up some plates, and head right to the kitchen sink. Oh, no, no, they said. Don't do that. This is your day, Mom. Relax. Take it easy. Just leave them there. You can do them tomorrow. Don't do that. Honor your mother. It's a commandment. If you've ever looked closely at the traditional art showing Moses with the Ten Commandments, you might have noticed something odd. God gave the commandments on two stone tablets, but the commandments are not represented with five on each tablet. Instead, you'll usually see the numbers 1, 2, 3 on the tablet to the left and the numbers 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 on the tablet to the right. Why? Because the first three commandments have to do with our relationship with God, and the remaining seven have to do with our relationships with one another. And the fourth commandment, the very first commandment in that second group is, Honor your father and your mother. Martin Luther, the 16th century church reformer, describes the meaning of this commandment in this way. We are to fear, no, fear in that sense means respect, and love God so that we neither despise nor anger our parents and others in authority, but instead honor, serve, obey, love, and respect them. When one of my aunts died, she was my mother's sister, one of her sons, a cousin, was going through her papers and he found something that he thought I would like. It was a letter from my mom to her sister, my aunt, that started, Great News. The great news in that letter was of her happiness that she was expecting her first child, me. Can you imagine what a great gift that was to me? I'll be thinking about the love of my mother for all her children this Mother's Day, but I'll be thinking in particular about my mother's bedroom set fund. My mom had a beautiful coloratura soprano voice. She sang regularly at our church. She was also one of the go-to soloists in our town for weddings and funerals. Whenever she received an honorarium for singing, the mother went into her bedroom set fund. She taught voice lessons in our home. Everything she received for teaching went into that bedroom set fund too. Her goal, her dream, was to buy a new bedroom set for her and our dad. But 
Whenever any of us kids had some need that wasn't in the budget from jeans to college tuition, it came out of that fund, no questions and without hesitation. She finally was able to buy that bedroom set, but it wasn't until I was in college. I learned a lot about love and sacrifice from my mother. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, has been a wonderful mother to our son and has made innumerable sacrifices out of love along the way. I have learned a lot about love and sacrifice from her, too. In addition, our mothers are often our first teachers and, in many places, are the first evangelists we know in life. Paul writes to Timothy, a young pastor, about Timothy's mother and grandmother in his second letter to him in 2 Timothy 1.5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. He spells out how Timothy has experienced the witness of his mother and grandmother a couple of chapters later in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Many of us could tell similar stories about the mothers in our lives, but not everyone. And for some of us, this is a painful day. Some of us grew up without a mother, but who had people who served as mothers, and sometimes that was their fathers. Some had mothers who were not so loving. Some of us desperately wanted to be mothers, but couldn't. Some of us no longer have their mothers and miss them. All those feelings about Mother's Day are an expression of a deeply meaningful relationship. Jesus had a mother, and he loved her and provided for her. We don't hear about his stepfather, Joseph, after approximately Jesus' 13th birthday. But when Jesus was on the cross about 20 years later, in unbelievable agony, his thoughts turned to his mother in John 19, verses 26 and 27. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciples, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. In this third of his seven last statements from the cross, Jesus expresses care for his mother as her firstborn son, and he entrusts her to one of his disciples out of concern for her spiritual care as well as for her material security. We love our mothers out of gratitude for all they have done for us, but most especially because of the deeply bonded relationship we share, both physically and spiritually. Last time we talked about John 10 verses 22 to 29, and we saw that the essence of Christianity is the cross. The Christian life is lived in response to that sacrifice, and because of that sacrifice, we are reconciled to God. We are a new creation. We are born again. Because of the cross, Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. Why does that happen in people's lives and all who repent and believe? That passage from John about what a Christian is ends with a statement about why the cross of Jesus can reconcile us to God. Jesus said in John 10, 30, The Father and I are one. 
Jesus is speaking of God. There is only one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All are present in creation, and all are one. All are present at the cross, and all are one. All are present in the work of the Holy Spirit, and all are one. What does this mean for us in the work of Jesus on the cross? John describes what this means in the very first chapter of his gospel, in John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. It means that we are born separated from God by sin, and then we are born again, reconciled, because of the mighty acts of God's grace through our repentance and in the gift of faith in a living relationship with the one true living God. I've heard it proposed that our mothers should be celebrated on Mother's Day, but that they should also be celebrated on our birthday. When a woman is expecting the birth of a child, it's fashionable for a couple to say, we're pregnant. Well, okay, it encourages the dad to feel involved in the process, but really? You know who is going to be going through what here? So, it's been proposed that birthdays should primarily be a celebration for the mother. I mean, she did all the work, or should I say labor. There is nothing that we did to get born, and there is nothing that we did or can do to be reconciled to God. We thank God each day for our mothers and that we were born. We thank God each day for himself, for Jesus Christ, our Savior, who gave his life to put us right with God, who said, The Father and I are one, that we, mothers and children together, can be born again, made a new creation, given the gift to all who receive him, who believe in his name, by the sacrificial love of God. We are made children of God forever. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadall and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. 
If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.